0: i Masha Allah inna Muhammadan sallallahu Allah The first time I've ever seen Hey! <laughs>
1: الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له الله ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا وامولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم كنتم خير امه اخرجت للناس تامرون بالمعروف وتنهون عن المنكر وتؤمنون بالله my most respected elders and brothers in islam in this dunya allah subhanahu wa taala sent every person with tests and trials allah surah the story, the surah of the spider, with these words, Alif Lam Mim, Ahasiba Nasu Ayyutraku Ayyyakulu Aamanna Wahum La Yiftaunun. Walaqad Fatanna Ladina Min Pabli Him. Bala Ya'alamanna Allahu Ladina Sadaqu Wala Ya'alamanna Al-Kadhibi. In this dunya, a person that buys something, is interested in something, then that person wants to know how genuine is this item. A person loves someone, then the partner wants to know how sincere are you in your love. Is it true? Are you sincere? Or is it artificial? Make up. So Allah Tabarakwat Allah says, that what do the people think that we will send you in this dunya will be just left like that to say amanna we bring iman and you will not be tested and allah says that most definitely we tested the people before you and we will test you also and what is the reason why do we put you through tests to see that you say you brought iman you say you believe in la ilaha illallah you say you believe in the oneness of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then how sincere and how true are you in your statement allah tabarak will test every single person there is no person in this dunya that can say that Allah is not testing me. But something or the other, Allah Pak will test every person. So Allah wants to see the genuine from the fake. Allah wants to see that our iman is a genuine, true, or is it just lip service. That mashallah, I say with my tongue, La ilaha illallah. I say Muhammadur Rasulullah. Very easy to say. It. If it was just mere recitation of this kalima, these words, then what stopped people like Abu Jahal, Abu Lahab, Abu Talib from? Utubah, Uteiba, what stopped them from just saying these words? Rather on one occasion they said, Wa abika ashra kalimat when Nabi Apaq alayhi salatu wassalam, presented a da'wah to them to Abu Jahal on one occasion, he said just kalimatan low to kalimatan wahidatan danat alaykum kumul Arab tu'addi lakum kumun jizya It's simple sentence, say it O oh my uncle, or oh say it O oh Abu Jahal. He said all the Arabs will become subservient to you. The non Arabs will give you jizya. <coughs> So, said, so one sentence you want me to say it, I'll say it ten times. Tell me what is it? He said, Say la ilaha illallah and believe Anni muhammadur Rasulullah. He said that I cannot say. It's not just the recitation of this sentence or these few words, but it's a lifestyle that goes behind it. And Allah Tabarak sent every person in this world to test us that when we say that we believe in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we believe in the Risalat of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that He is the last Prophet and we're gonna follow His way of life. And how sincere are we in what we are saying? So if a person says, that is why the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that every person will enter Jannah. Except the person who has rejected. So it was asked, who will reject? What do you mean by rejected? So Rabbi A.S replied, that person who obeys me, who follows me, the word is used in al Jannah, the person who follows me, who obeys me, that person will enter Jannah. But the person who does not follow, who disobeys, who goes against my way of life, he puts his trust and yakin and reliance on any other way of life, then that person has indeed rejected me. That person will not enter Jannat. May Allah Pak save us, save every one of us. So Allah Pak has sent us with this kalima to bring our lives onto deen, to bring our lives onto the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the tariqah of Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yesterday in one of the Eid bayans we heard that if you want a solution, for everything there's a solution. Now one is a short-term solution that someone may show us today. The solution of today may be a problem of tomorrow. Someone may tell us you got this problem in your life, then this is the solution. Some doctor may say you got this particular sickness and this is the treatment, this is the cure. Some lawyer may tell you you got this type of a case and this is the, the way out for you. Five years down the line, the research may change or will change and everything, the whole game plan changes and now the whole research is different. So now your cure is in something else. Your doctor is giving you some other advice. Your lawyer is giving you some other advice. And likewise, everything else changes. So if we want to look for a solution, let us look for a solution that has never changed. It has stood the test of time. From the beginning of time, let us look for a solution in that. And the solution is the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the tariqah of Rasulullah, the way of life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Allah has kept the success of entire mankind in these two things. If a person will adopt this, strengthening his iman, making an effort on his iman, then to obey the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and follow Rasulullah becomes very easy. Then, whether there's an environment or not, if there's an environment, it'll become even easier. If there's no environment, he will go out of his way to make an environment in his area so that he may practice on deen. Like we see, mashallah, our jamaahs have been to many, many countries. Last week, you heard some cargoes about Brazil and Paraguay and whatever. One of our Jamas went now to Venezuela. And we see the same thing. That where there is effort on deen, effort on iman, then we find, Alhamdulillah, that Allah shukar, people are genie conscious, iman conscious, they're worried about bringing one, one sunnah in their life. We traveled, it was a big, it's a huge country, almost the same area as South Africa, maybe 20 times, uh, 20% smaller. The amount of masjids we have in South Africa, compared to the amount of masjids that they have there in their country, this is very, very few, limited. So, you're going from one masjid, your tashkilis to the next masjid, you travel in four hours, five hours, sometimes six hours. In between, there's not a single masjid or musallah. You'll pass some small villages, no big towns, maybe some small village. You'll ask them any Muslims here, they'll say no Muslims, maybe one family, maybe two families, maybe five, six families, but no masjid musalla. So you carry on, you come, after you travel four hours like that, you come to a masjid and musalla. We went to one place from the main area where mashallah Jamaat work is strong, where there are a lot of workers, area called Valencia. From there we traveled probably about in total eight hours stop in various places, eight, about 12 hours we came to one place on the far west coast. We were surprised to meet one brother, mashallah, Arab descent, Syrian brother. What ikram, what muhabbat, what love for the jamaat. He spent a lot of time with us, taking us to visit this person, that person. So, because mashallah, he's got that figure for deen, iman, that akhirat is in front of him, all the time he's worried about his children's education, tarbiyat. We found that mashallah, good environment in his home also. When we were leaving from the main place, and we have been on this route for about 15, 20 days. And one of the local brothers there, Jamaat brothers, he said, you know what, you've been on a trip, on a journey this direction here, you may not get halal meat. So here halal meat is available. So take some chickens and halal meat is not available in an area. Then what's the easiest thing to do? You look for some chicken and fowl and you'll slot it yourself, make it halal and you, you can pass your time. So he said, well, you know, you may find difficulty in getting halal meat. So in any case, he joined us for a few days. So he carried his whole cooler box and he stocked it up with halal meat. So when we reached this point about 10, 12 hours away, after a few, few days, maybe a week or ten days, we met this person, Syrian brother, Arab, mashallah. So, spending some time with him, discussing, he tells us, you know what? It's seven months. Seven months since I've eaten halal food. Uh, since I've eaten a chicken. But now I'm thinking to myself, seven months we haven't eaten a chicken. Surely if there's no halal chicken here, you can slaughter a chicken. You see, it's not so easy in these areas. For us to go find a chicken, a live chicken, we have to travel three hours away. Haram food is available. non muslims disbelievers, the haram, everything is available. But if you want to slaughter your own, you've got to travel three hours. Now who's going to travel three hours is like telling someone from Durban to go to maybe Harismat, three hours, or Lady Smith to go and find two chickens or five chickens. Or ten chickens slaughtered and come back. So when we made chicken and we presented it to him, he said, "After seven months of eating halal food, I'm sorry. After seven months of eating chicken, now it go- makes us think that the man is in a remote area. But what is keeping his spirit on Deen? What is keeping him alive on Deen? It is his figure for his iman. If this man had not made any effort on his iman and was not concerned, then he would mix up with the population over there. He would become like any, or- any other ordinary person there." And whether it's halal, whether it's haram, whether it's made zaba, not made zaba, whether there's environment or there's no environment, it wouldn't have mattered to him. But where there is iman, we find that flame in the heart, and the Allah consciousness is in that person's heart. We find, beloved friends, the, mashallah, uh, the country, as soon as when jamaat work started, there may be 30 years ago or so, 30, 35 years ago, whatever, then wherever the brothers went, and they made effort, alhamdulillah, there's masjid established. Wherever you find there's 27 or whatever masjid musallas in the entire country, established by people who got ta'alluq with deen, mashallah, they went day in jama'at, they made effort on the people. One thing we found, beloved friends, is, you know, we say, Allah use us as a means of hidayat, and the more effort we make, Allah will definitely use a person for a mean, for means of hidayat. But Allah does not need people to give people hidayat. We must understand this. Allah's system is ajeeb, Allah's system is unique. How many Muslims we met, scores of Muslims we met, Venezuelans, born as non-Muslims, but Allah gave them hidayat. So, you know, we would be interested to know So we'd ask each person that Mashallah, you Muslim, how many years? They'd say I'm Muslim, maybe five months, seven months. Someone say I'm Muslim, seven years. Someone say I'm Muslim, 12 years. But how you accepted Islam? And each one will relate to you a unique story. Not that they met any Muslim or anything. One person will say, he says that I just heard one lecture, someone passed me one one note, voice note or something, I heard one lecture on inshallah. I say, I heard that lecture on inshallah and I got very interested that what inshallah it means about, you know, if God wills, if Allah wills. So I started, started studying Islam and I started asking, researching, asking few people and then I decided, no, if this is what Islam is then I want to become a Muslim. Now that person who gave that bayan about inshallah probably doesn't even know where his bayan reached but that became a means of this individual's hidayat. One person he says that, I saw a dream. Uh, our Islam and Sharia did not base on any dreams, but he saw, he just saying, you see, I saw a dream. What is the dream? He said, I saw that there are Muslim people like, dressed like this, you know, in white, everything, like Muslims, and they go going to a particular building, and they go going inside, and after some time they're coming out, referring to a masjid or a musallah. So he see, I started inquiring that people like this, who they are, so I came to know, okay, these are, these are Muslims. So where they are, now where they pray, see, someone told me they got a small place over here, they pray over there. So I went there, I met the people, I went there, met the Imam Sahib, I told him, you know, I'm interested in Islam. Like that we met a person, he just heard the Azan in his dream. He heard the Azan in his dream. He says no, just these words. Now they everywhere they don't have Azan on the loudspeakers or they have by small places they don't give on loudspeakers. but Mazj, everything there's no restriction, they give on the loudspeakers. So he's thinking of these words, what kind of words are they? So making an inquiry and speaking to people, he came to know eventually, oh, these are this is Islam, this is the words to call to prayer. That became a means of his shahada, of him accepting Islam. So Allah wa ta'ala uses various ways. And beloved friends, the locals are very, very thirsty for hidayat. They're very, very anxious, they're tired of the way of ways of life that they are leading, the different cultures and different things that they belong to religions they're tired of that they know that their people are deceiving them lying to them so they're looking for a solution they're looking for a way and allah pak is making it easy mashallah and the jamaat that are going It's creating a thirst in the people and we find alhamdulillah that many many people men also and even because it was a ladies jamaat the ladies also so much interested in deen they that for them whether they read salah no salah the importance was not there but now when a jamaat came Oh, the salah, we have to read. Like, you know, the realization came in the lady that no, salah is not a thing that just one, one place we went where there's no environment, where there's no effort made. Then we find that the person is so far from Deen that the entire community, hardly people come for Juma Salah also. Alhamdulillah, we made effort in that area. We gave them targheeb and some salah. They were not even coming to the masjid, but we went to speak to them. A community community about 50, 60 people. We went house to house, person to person, shop to shop. Allah Pak give you a beautiful masjid. How can the masjid stay closed? Alhamdulillah. Then from there, few people became fikrman. They got worried. Hey, no, how can Allah house be closed? No, never. So they made a firm resolution from that day, inshallah, all five times salah, they'll come to the masjid. Because we know Venezuela, many of us may have heard, went through some crisis a few years ago. So the population has, has, what you call, diminished quite a bit, has gone down significantly. In some areas, 50%. Some areas, 70% Muslim population has gone down. One area now, Uh, MashaAllah many years ago they built a masjid A beautiful masjid And we didn't go to that area, we went past So we said why don't we go to to that area They said there's no more Muslims left in that area They all, because of the halat The conditions that were in that country Many of them migrated, they went away to various countries Or they went to other bigger cities There's not a single Muslim male left in their masjid The masjid is now closed So we told them now inshallah make effort Maybe as the population in the nearer town grows You must understand something also We say people hardly come for salah." It's not that they don't want to come for salah. It's that it's the masjids are far. The population, they don't live around like, Hamashallah Spingo Beach, you got maybe 450, 500 families and all. Everyone can walk to the masjid. Even if you live in Grab City, if you want to walk, now, Mashallah there's a masjid. I'm just saying before, if you wanted to walk, you can walk to the masjid. It's not difficult. One kilometer is the furthest point from the masjid to the last resident of Spingo Beach, less than a kilometer. So for them, it's now, like one area we went, they told us, about 250 Muslim families, but he said before we had 500 Muslim families. It would take us half an hour to drive to the masjid because of the traffic. He said now the population, Muslim non-Muslim population has gone down. Many people left the country. Many people left the city. So for us to come to the masjid now takes us five minutes only. So you must know people that live. If we say five minutes. It means that there's one masjid here. They're coming from Spingo Rail. Someone is coming. Someone's house is in Spingo Hills, someone's house is in Athlone Park, someone's house is near Malagasy, that's it. So they live in scattered and far away. Now for them to come is also a big kurbani. you know. Today, we who live walking distance from the masjid, we feel difficulty to take out our cars and come to the masjid. Here are people who live 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour away from the masjid. How much of iman they must have, power of iman in their hearts that must be able to drive them and bring them to the masjid. So we can't say that, oh, the people are not coming to the masjid. They want to come, they are coming, mashallah, effort is made, alhamdulillah, the masjid population is increasing. But you must understand the challenges that the ummah is facing in that part of the world. And, other, and like that, many other countries in South America and other parts of the world also, we find gee, that maybe one masjid, the nearest masjid for a person, we went in one, one place, one man came to visit us with his family, because there is jamaat, he brought his wife and children and his brother-in-law and everyone to come. The entire day he spent with us and went back late at night. He traveled one hour just to come and visit the Jamaat in his area. In that one hour, he said, in between there's no masjid, no musallah, nothing for him. Fridays, he has to travel one hour to go and read Jumma Namah. Now how much shukar you and I have to make, beloved brothers. Five times a day we hear the adhan. How many of us respond? Jumma day, mashallah, masjid are full. They come asar Salah on the same day, where are we? We're we so much busy in our dunya, we don't have time. We're we so busy, we got so mashallah systems of kufas and ulama and madrasa and maktab and hif's class and alim class. So much of deen around us that we take it for granted. Uh, we, we, we don't make shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It should not happen Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes it away. It doesn't mean we've got a masjid that now the community is going to be here forever. Those people 30 years ago never dreamt that one day we'll have to leave that town and leave that masjid locked up for, for months or for a few years that masjid is locked up. They never dreamt, they never thought, they never imagined something would happen like that. So never be satisfied with what we are doing. Always look ahead. Uh, the solution is in deen. Solution is in la ilaha illallah, Muhammad al-Rasulullah. Bring deen, bring iman into our lives. Make effort on ourselves, effort on our children. We start off with our wives and our children. That's the first point. Make effort in our areas. How Allah Paa can give us to beloved brothers. Joining the gush that take place, whichever area, whether from Springo Beach or whichever other town we belong to. Every week there's some gush program taking place. Join the brothers, go and meet these guys. You know when we go there, they're so thrilled to receive a jamaat and this is like it like it revives the iman it like it gives them so much of hope that you know when your people come it's like our iman is on another level it gives us so much of hope otherwise we in our routine we there's no one to tell us some most of the masjids they don't have proper imams like how we have proper imams they don't have proper madrasa maktab system like how we have even or 250 muslim homes if there's no maktab what is the future of that generation? The jamaat, mashallah, will come, they'll make effort on a certain class, then they'll go away, then these people will grow up, then again jamaat will make effort on that class. But how easier would be the effort, if effort is made on the maktab, and the mashallah system is there in place, like how we have system, that the people grow up knowing the surahs, they grow up knowing the basics, they grow up knowing who Allah is. They grow up knowing the kalima, knowing the meaning of the kalima, what it is. We take these small, small things, we take it for that mashallah, alhamdulillah, I'm born in a Muslim home. I'm in a good environment, so I'm safe. May Allah keep us all safe. May Allah protect our iman. May Allah give us, dear beloved brothers, if we cannot reach those places, at least take names of those countries in our dua. If we take name of one, one country every day, Pak, the Muslims of this particular country, Allah give them Hidayat. Next day, you know, five times du'as, make du'a for another country. Take one, one country, may Walla Pak give Hidayat. Allah Pak, take me there to make effort of Deen. If you cannot reach there, at least you got the thawab of the good that is spreading in that town. May Allah Pak give us tawfiq, beloved friends, to link ourselves to the Amal of Deen. Wherever there are Deeni programs, wherever there are Deeni, eh, there's some majlis, some Fikr, let us be part and parcel of it. And if you cannot participate fully or wholly, then let us not oppose those that are doing it. Rather encourage. A little word of encouragement may go a long way. We ourselves, maybe we cannot go for four months, for example. But we help others and get others ready for four months. Allah Pak will give us the reward also. May Allah Tabarak wa grant us also alhamdulillah
0: أشهد أن لا
2: الحمد لله الحمد لله القائل والذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات أولئك أصحاب الجنة هم فيها قاالدون فنحمدهم حمدا كثيرا كلما يحمده الحامدون ونشكره شكرا جميلا كلما يشكره الشاكرون ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فيا أيها الناس أوصيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله فقد فاز المتقون ويقول الله عز وجل يا أيها الذين آمنوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق الله حيث ما كنت أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشير ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وازواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه واشدهم في امر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأصدقهم حياء عثمان رضي الله تعالى عن وأقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى عنه اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وعن كل صحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخورت غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحب يحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي يبغضهم وقير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيدكم لعلكم تذكرون قال تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم لي ولا تكفرون
0: الله أكبر
2: الله أكبر الله أكبر Lord is the Lord. Shiva الرحيم the one who is 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 سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى جَعَلَهُ غِثَاءً أَحْوَى سَنُقْرِئُكَ فَلَا تَنْسَى إِلَّا مَا شَاءَ اللَّهُ إِنَّهُ يَعْلَمُ الْجَهْرَ وَمَا يَخْفَى وَنُيَسِّرُكَ لِلْيُسْرَى فَذَكِّرْ إِنْ نَفَعَتِ الذِّكْرَى سَيَذَّكَّرُ مَنْ يَخْشَى وَيَتَجَنَّبُهَا الْأَشْقَى الَّذِي يَصْلَى النَّارَ الْكُبْرَى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد افلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياه الدنيا والاخره خير وابقا ان هذا في الصحف الاولى صوح في ابراهيم وموسى الله اكبر Allahu الله Allahu Akbar, الله اكبر الله اكبر الله اكبر وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاضية فيها عين جارية فيها سر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة. ونمارق مصروفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبن كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لَسْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ بِمُصَيْطِرٍ إِلَّا مَن تَوَلَّى وَكَفَرَ فَيُعَذِّبُهُ اللَّهُ الْعَذَابَ الْأَكْبَرَ إِنَّ إِلَيْنَا إِيَابَهُمْ ثم إن علينا حسابهم. الله أكبر. سميع الله لمن حمده. الله أكبر. الله أكبر. الله أكبر. الله أكبر. السلام عليكم ورحمة الله. السلام عليكم الله. لا الحمد صلاه اللهم انت السلام منك السلام تباركت يا ذا الجلال والاكرام اللهم اعدنا على ذكرك وشكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم لا مانع لما اعطيت ولا معطي لما منع ولا رد لما قضيت ولا ينفع الجد منك الجد ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولاهله اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك من نبيك محمد من صلى الله عليه وسلم ونسألك العوذ بك من شر ما من نبيك محمد من صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما وسلام على المرسلين الحمد.